back to history of today we have Antigua Barracuda FC. Welcome back everybody to history of it is great to be back it's been about two weeks since the last episode um in the last episode obviously we did the charleston battery one of the most tenured teams if not the most tenured team in the usl championship so that was definitely a good one to do we've done las vegas lights we've done i believe i think it was fresno and then obviously like i just said the charleston battery and today we have i think one of the top, like, five, every team has interesting stories, where they've come from, how they've been built up, where they are now, you know, titles, uh, you know, uh, playoff, um, playoff runs, how often they've made the playoffs, have they ever made the playoffs, have they only made the playoffs, you know, notable players that they've had, notable managers that they have, but the team we're talking about today I feel like a lot of people might not know about. Obviously, we have fans of the league who have been around since the beginning, since the early days. Um, but around 2010, 2011 is when uh, it was in its USL Pro days. And this is when things really started to get interesting. This is when the league, there have been a lot of instances over the league's history where it started to gain more and more traction. Like these past two years, I think the USL Championship is quite clearly and almost inevitably in its biggest stages as a league yet. But I think around uh, 2019, it took a big step forward. I think around 2016, it took a really big step forward. And then the same can be said in 2010, 2011, it was taking big strides forward. And one of those strides was the introduction of Antigua Barracuda FC. The first overseas team that the league had ever fielded now of course this team was in Antigua and Barbuda um and they played at Stanford Cricket Ground which was a very very interesting place to play a cricket ground a cricket ground to begin with and then was switched over for uh soccer they only played three seasons in their entire uh history uh, they started off in the 2011 season. Or, no, they only played two seasons, actually. Uh, they played in 2011 and 2012, and then they folded after 2012, uh, USL Championship-wise, at least. They didn't play in the USL Championship after 2012. I believe they played uh, maybe a season or two after that, and that's where the three seasons come from um, in a lower division. But they only ever played the two seasons in the USL Championship, and they did not make the playoffs in a single season, which is disappointing, obviously. Uh, they had good attendances based off of how well they were doing and um, where they were. They got about 800 to 1,000 attendance um, per game, which it might have been the only sports team that was around other than maybe a cricket team because they were playing in a cricket ground. But I don't know. It was it's it sucks because I think as the league moves forward, and I think this is a big part of their history is being abroad. And I think moving forward, if the league wants to expand, we might have to look into that possibility. 
it might be a bit of an iffy subject for most, but I think um, we've only had it two, I'll say this, we've only had it two teams in the past alongside Antigua Barracuda who have been outside of the U.S. That is Toronto FC2, who were a second side, and the Ottawa Fury. And the Ottawa Fury went over really well. They got decent attendance. Um, it just didn't work out after 2019, heading into 2020. Uh, the league, and I believe the U.S. Federation just wouldn't approve it. Or no, I think the U.S. Federation just wouldn't approve it. Um, or the Canadian Federation. I can't remember. One of the sides wouldn't approve it, and so it didn't happen. But now they play in the Canadian Premier League, and they're doing all right there. Um, the Canadian Premier League is growing, obviously. Uh, but only having the three teams who have been based outside of the U.S., uh, I think is hard. I know it is a obviously U.S.-based thing, but having these different um, teams, per se, would be very, very interesting. Like, maybe we do go to the Caribbean islands. You know, maybe we do offer, uh, like, a team from the Bahamas or, like, something like that. The travel would be crazy. It'd be expensive. It would definitely be something to figure out. But if there's someone with enough money who wants to do that, I think it would be fantastic for the league. Um, in terms of notable players and managers, the Barracuda honestly have not been documented that well. Two English managers that they had who were borderline just basic regular managers, not much there both going off to, like, development or assistant jobs after this. Um, and then they did have an Antiguan and Bar Barbudin? Antigua and Barbudin manager as well. All three did not do great with the team, seeing as they finished uh, pretty much close to the bottom of the standings in every season. So, yeah, I don't think there's, other, there's much other to talk about with Antigua Barracuda. Um, I think... This is just a fantastic opportunity using this side who did only have a small tenure in the league to bring up the possibility of expanding the league abroad in the future. So with that, thank you guys so much for listening to the history of Antigua Barracuda. I will see you guys soon to talk about the Sacramento Republic in the U.S. Open Cup final this Wednesday.